Hello and welcome to the Kilobyte Podcast, episode 12. I've got some special stuff coming up for today, so let's get started with the follow-up. First, I had some follow-up from at Little Nona, my mother-in-law, and she mentioned that of the 10 ice cream places that I posted in the show notes last week, she had been to at least two of them, and both of those were in Italy. I hope they had the ice cream cone holders. I also had some feedback from Alex. He also had a couple cases where he would like to have Wi-Fi, but don't treat that Wi-Fi as Wi-Fi and let the phone think that it's using a cellular network so it won't sync up as much data as possible. He also mentioned that in France, they use a similar point-of-sale system where they have terminals, but they don't have the tip part. The final thing that Alex pointed out with that point-of-sale type system is that the waiter or the clerk or whoever is handling it can't take a picture of your card and use it online, because I guess here in America, we just pass off our card to anybody and they could write down all the relevant information, the number, the expiration date, the CVC, that secret three-digit code that you always have to enter. So I guess that is a, a good point of having that point-of-sale system. That is all for follow-up. So before I get on to the main part of the show, the special part, I just had a couple things on the list. They're like observations and or annoyances of mine. So first is an observation. I was using a restroom a couple days ago and it occurred to me that there's something that goes on in men's restrooms that women may not be aware of. In some urinals, what will often happen is they will put a picture of a bumblebee in the bottom of the urinal. And the purpose of this bee is so that when men are using the restroom or using the urinal, they will aim at the bee and not splash everywhere and cause a mess. I think it's such a strange thing, but I'm sure that many of the women who haven't heard of this think, yes, that totally makes sense. I need one of these bees for my toilet at home because it's a mess. And it makes me wonder if somewhere in the factory where they make these urinals, there's some laboratory somewhere where there's a guy who's a scientist and his only job is to set these urinals up and figure out if you shoot water at this angle and you go right here, then the splash is the minimal amount. And then after doing lots of research and lots of trials and test runs, he figures out this is the spot. We need to put the bee right here. This is the optimal spot. So yeah, that's a fun fact. My next thing is kind of more of an annoyance. A local coffee shop, there was a news article a couple months ago, and it mentioned how they were able to do a pay it forward at the coffee shop drive-thru for several hours. I get so frustrated when I hear about this pay it forward at a drive-thru, because basically it just means that one person said, okay, I'll pay for mine and pay for the person behind me. And then everybody else is really still just paying for one thing. And the bad part is there has to be somebody who has to be the bad guy and end the streak. So I wonder what sort of guilt they get put into when they're going through the drive-thru and they're like, oh, don't worry, the person in front of you paid it forward and we've been doing it now for four hours, so you want to pay it forward? And the guy's like, yeah, no, I'm all set, thanks. I'll take that free coffee and free donut. And he drives off. I don't know what I would do if I was faced with that situation. If I would, I would probably pay it and say, okay, yes, I will pay for the person behind me. And the final thing is yoga-related. If you've done yoga, then you might have experienced this. You'll be in a class, and the instructor will be walking around, and she'll say, okay, get into this pose, downward dog. Now lift your leg. Then what will happen is somebody will either call her out and ask her a question, or she'll adjust somebody, and it seems like forever before they get back to you. You're holding your leg up, or you're holding your arm up in this weird position, and you're like, do they forget about us? We can't keep holding this any longer. Please just stop doing what you're doing and look at us over here. We're all hanging our feet up in the air. Please, please let us down. And then finally they get their attention back like, okay, put your foot down. <sighs> and it's, it's such a relief once they actually come back. Every time that happens, of course, I'm not calm. I start thinking of this and thinking, is she ever going to come back? When is this going to end? We put our foot down. 
We put our right side up, not nearly this long. Now I'm going to be all out of balance. So I recently took Caleb to his first concert. We went to see Coldplay at Gillette Stadium, and it was a pretty great show. He'd been a fan of Coldplay for lots of years. I think it was kind of the one band that he's latched onto. It's been interesting to see different albums come out and him learn the new albums. And I think this most recent album, Head Full of Dreams, was probably the third album that's come out since he was born. And I remember him getting Viva La Vida and listening to that and then learning Ghost Story songs. And then finally, A Head Full of Dreams. So it seemed like the perfect first show for him, and it was at a stadium, which is cool. I'm going to do the first ever interview on the Kilobyte podcast. Hi, Caleb. It's good to see you. Hello. The first question, so we went, I was there with you, um, and we did tailgating. Now, you know I'm the worst tailgater ever, as I told you, because I'm so anxious. I just want to get into the show, and I want to be in my seat, and I want to find my seat and get there on time. But we did sit outside for a little. What did you think of people tailgating? Some other people, they were crazy. They had one person had picnic tables, and they had a beanbag toss, and people brought grills. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, so what was the most surprising activity they did tailgating. I would say the beanbag toss. Yeah, that was pretty intense. They had brought those big pieces of wood with the the cornhole, I think they call it. They brought the cornhole things from from home and they were playing that. So that was good. And then it looked like it was going to rain, but we we rushed inside and we went in there and we were in time for the opening acts. We saw the two opening acts were Foxes and Alessia Cara. So what do you think your favorite of the two acts was? I would say Alessia Cara. Because we kind of knew the music already, so it sounded familiar. Yeah, she was pretty good. And uh, the the Foxes, apparently Foxes is the name of the girl. And what would she say? Hello, I'm Foxes. And we're like, wait, is she Foxes or are they Foxes? After the opening act, we went and bought some merch. Caleb got a shirt, but they didn't have any youth shirts, so we, we had to buy a $40 regular size shirt, which was insane. What Did you buy any other souvenirs? Uh, I brought a, I bought a poster and a keychain. I think that was all. Yeah, that was. I think that was it. Leading up to the concert, what song were you hoping they would play, and why? Why did you want to hear that? I was hoping for um birds because so birds is my favorite song because I kind of like the rhythm of it and it's not too crazy. Yeah, it's kind of nice, gentle, but it's got some beat to it. It's got all the things going on. What do you think was your favorite part of the concert, the Coldplay part of the concert? One of my favorite parts was when they came on stage and all the lights went off and then every light there went on and we could hear um, Chris Martin on the microphone. Yeah, that it's very exciting when the lights go boof and it was dark and we had been waiting for an hour and then the lights go out and then lights go on. And one thing about a Coldplay show is they've been doing for a few years is they give you these wristbands. What did you think of the wristbands? The wristbands, they kind of gave the feeling that everybody was there and they were in one thing together. They were all there in one big sort of group. It was all one big group. And it's kind of like you knew everybody because they all loved the same things. They all love Coldplay. They handed them out on the way in and they light up. So the crew has the ability to light up all the bands with different colors depending on what songs are playing. You're supposed to recycle them when you're done, but we took some home. And we took them apart and were able to actually get them to kind of light up using a piece of metal paperclip. Caleb, um, what was the worst thing about the concert? Like, what is there anything there that you didn't like that was like, oh, this is terrible? Some of the speeches at the beginning and at the end, they were kind of like, I didn't really get what they were trying to show. What do you mean like when the opening acts were talking? Like when the opening, yeah, when the opening acts were talking, like the, the recorded thing and the... 
when people were holding up different flags. I didn't really get that what, what it was for. Oh, like oh, because during the show, Coldplay had they they had like a video screen, and you couldn't really hear what they were saying, and it was just like people in all different places and talking and. Like, oh, I'm so excited for Coldplay tonight in Boston, and in all other different um, I think states. Yeah, I think they what they did was they had every time they go to a town, they have someone record a little clip that says "Go yay for Coldplay in Boston," and every town they go to, they record a new one and then they append they put it at the beginning of the video and they make now they've been at 10 or 15 places so there's 10 videos they play yeah i can understand that it was like what is going on we were pretty far away so it was hard to hear what they were talking about the last question i have for you is camden hasn't been to a concert yet what advice would you give to camden before the concert like what things would you tell him so that he would be better prepared than you were i would tell him that it's going to be loud so be prepared for that and then it's very exciting. It feels very good to be in one group together. What about listening to music ahead of time? Anything like that? Any Anything that you would have done differently? If I could see into the future, I would see what songs they were going to play and um, what they would do so I would be all ready for it. And I would listen to the songs ahead of time so I would know um, all the lyrics so I could sing along. Yeah, I think we, we've kind of felt that way about the opening acts, that we recognize one or two songs, but you, I think you pointed out that it would have been better if we knew the opening acts were and listened to them ahead of time so that when they played their songs, we would know, oh, yeah, this we know these songs instead of just knowing kind of one song as it came on, right? Yeah, that would probably be a good idea. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. It was good to have somebody else here. It makes it much easier for me. Do you have any final words? I don't think so. Oh, thanks, KB. All right, KB has got to go off. He's headed off to Connecticut to spend some time with his grandparents, and I won't see him for a couple days. So uh, thanks again, KB. Okay, so that's about it for this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the big interview there. You can find me on Twitter at KeekSans. You can also check out my website, KeekSans.org. The show notes are there on that website. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.